Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. So today we're going to be talking about abortion and about the Title X and quote, unquote, gag rule. And I will openly and honestly say, first reading this, I thought it said Title X. I think that's kind of funny, so I'm going to share it with everybody. So if you see Title X... That means Title X. That means Title X. Right. So if you hear, like on a radio show or on the news or whatever, somebody say Title X, that also means Title X if you read it. Correct. (laughs) Okay. First and foremost... Title X is not a gag rule. It is referred to by people who are proponents of the option of abortion as a gag rule. So the Title X program is a pool of federal funds dedicated to ensuring access to family planning and other preventative health services like birth control, screening for sexually transmitted infections, breast and cervical cancer screening, family planning counseling, and other reproductive health services. In 2019, according to the Congressional Research Service, over $286 million was designated for Title X use. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That is a lot, lot of money. So the, the amount of money, the $286.5 million, which is down from $317.5 million in 2010, these funds are not to be used for abortion services. Okay. I had a, a brother-in-law who was very heavily into drugs for a time. And he got a lot of money from my mother-in-law and from me and my wife. And he always said, I'm not using that money for drugs. And he wasn't, technically speaking. He was getting that money and paying for other things so that the money that he had at the time he could use on drugs. So essentially it was being used for drugs. And when you say, oh, well, they're they're not putting this money towards abortions, but they're putting it towards other things so that they can fund abortions with, you know, their quote unquote other money. Money laundering in some aspects? I think it is. (laughs) I think it is. So this is where I think that this podcast can help educate and shed light because this is a little confusing. When When you're reading through the data and you're trying to understand it is important to note what is factual and true versus what is not. Mm-hmm. Clinics in the United States that provide family planning can apply for these Title X grants, which allow them to offer services to patients on a sliding income-based scale. 
Okay. In 2017, 3.6 million people were financially assisted by Title X subsidies. So that is a lot of people receiving a lot of these grants. A total of 4 million Americans obtained services at clinics receiving Title X grants. This number is higher than the number who receive subsidies because people with Medicaid and other forms of public and private insurance also visit Title X clinics. This funding source is geared to help for family planning services. Mm -hmm. I think any Joe the Plumber, anybody on the street would state that an abortion would not fall under the category of family planning. Right. You almost laughed at that. The the look on your face was like... (laughs) Well, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Totally appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. This... This rule that they're talking about is not gagging anybody. I want to say that again. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rule that President Trump has enforced is that there is financial and physical separation between facilities or programs that provide any kind of health service using Title X funds and those that provide abortions. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying, and and a way to explain this is... If you are a physical therapist and you have a doctorate degree and you want x-rays on your leg, Mm -hmm. they don't want you to have an x-ray facility at your location. On the premises. Correct. That you can just have your patients. So it's like fishing in a koi pond, as we've used that term before. It's Mm -hmm. like there's a little pond with a lot of fish. So as your clients come in, oh, you need an x-ray. Let me go ahead and get funds from you here. So in order to um, prevent that from happening, that is what this rule that President Trump has enforced is to do. The, the rule does state that providers are allowed to give abortion referrals in cases of medical emergencies. Mm-hmm. So there is a caveat. Right. When this, it's the mother's health that is at risk, like physical health. Correct. Okay. So the reason there's this uproar over this this rule is because it is forcing providers to either stop providing abortions or stop receiving services mm-hmm. and stop uh, receiving services funds, so right. funds right i'm sorry yeah <clears throat> let's go back okay so they either so if they receive title 10 funds mm-hmm. they cannot provide or refer for abortions right if they take because it's meant for family planning. And again, as we stated, it's not really, it's kind of the opposite of family planning. Unplanning. (laughs) Right. On August 19th, 2019, all title 10 grantees were required to certify their good faith intent to comply with president Trump's administration's in parentheticals gag rule, which again, it's not a gag rule. It's It's not preventing a nifty name for them to make it sound really bad. Right. Yes. Uh, So this, Good faith intent basically has has mandated that providers have to cease and desist with referrals to abortions or provide them on their facility. That's correct. Okay. Uh, the new rule admits that both the Title Ten program and Congress agree that the information and discussion between any healthcare provider and patient is counseling as long as it is non-directive. So what they're saying is, is that they want patients to have all the information, Mm -hmm. 
but they don't want them to refer them. So in other words, does this mean that they can never say the word abortion? No, it doesn't. It just means that they can't say, okay, so you want to get an abortion. Let me go ahead and write up a script so you can get the medical pill and move on with your life and not think about this anymore. And they cannot do that. They can't encourage it, essentially. That is correct. And they they can't recommend it. Okay. So the questions that that derives is, is abortion actually family planning? If it is after the pregnancy has started, mm-hmm. my inclination and answer would be no. Yes, no. Do the restrictions placed on Title X intend to define abortion not as family planning, but as pregnancy termination? Again, we're playing scra- Scrabble with words. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not... It's semantics. It is. Mm-hmm. Tomato, tomato. Like, let, let's find, you know, a loophole so that we can still receive those funds and still... And still provide... Guide you toward... Yes. Abortion. The rule that President Trump enacted permits the patient to ask questions and expects that those questions to be answered. And one thing that I really, really want to put out there is so that everybody understands that Title X only takes abortion out of the umbrella of family planning. Mm -hmm. It wasn't family planning to begin with. No. But I think those who are... uh quote-unquote, pro-life or pro-abortion. I think they're yeah, trying you, to incrementally... So you mean pro-choice? So, yes. So many pros. I, mean. I know. <laughs> I, my head is swimming from some of this. Oh, no, no. Mine as well. Mine as well. <laughs> but uh, some of those on the, quote-unquote, pro-choice, pro-abortion side are trying to incrementally change things to where it's like, okay... We, we'll get a little bit here. We'll get a little bit there. And if we call it something it, different, we can go in this door. Right. And, you know, if we use the word fetus and not baby, then, you know, we'll kind of um, be able to navigate in those waters. And and I'm sure you remember back in maybe the 90s, even back to the 80s, when they would say that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. Yes, I do. That line isn't being no. stated anymore. No. Now it's getting to where it's abortion on demand. No. And I remember when I was in college, uh, we used to have a lot of pro-life people with signs of babies that had been aborted and they would hold up the signs. And this was Mm -hmm. really common. And the the pro-choice side was horrified and thought, we don't want to see those. You need to take those down. Those are offensive right. to you look You can't at. have your freedom to, of speech to show that because it's in a public square right. and people might choose against abortion. Right. Who knows? Because it's, again, yeah. education. One big question that kind of arrives on, on the heels of all this is Planned Parenthood is the biggest entity mm-hmm. for providing abortions. And since this rule brought in by President Trump, Planned Parenthood has discontinued receiving the Title X funding. Voluntarily, have, is voluntarily, that correct? Voluntarily, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's huge. Uh, Planned Parenthood stated in their report it served about 40% of patients, many of them African-American and Hispanic, and... They absolutely withdrew because they want the right to continue to be able to provide abortions abortions. on site and direct people toward that. That is correct. It kind of shows where their heads are at, where what their priorities are. It's not getting this money to help people who are lower income and poor. It's 
we're here to provide abortions whenever and wherever we There's can. There's been a lot of debate. I know the movie Unplanned came out. Mm-hmm. And I know we both talked about that in a previous podcast as right. well. I'm not endorsing anything that was said in the movie or or not not endorsing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it really sheds a lot of light on what may be. I think it's the safest way to say that. Um, Planned Parenthood is stating that it will continue to participate in Medicaid, the federal health coverage program for low-income Americans. That is Planned Parenthood's biggest source of government funding, which is about $400 million or more mm. annually in recent years. Again, I'm, I'm kind of speechless in this because I think when, when the government is saying, I want to protect the interests of those that don't have a voice, mm. meaning the babies, the unborn babies, and this enormous, gigantic entity is is stating that if they don't have the right and the ability to continue to provide a service that is in direct contradiction from what our president is stating that they will no longer be up you know receive these these funds mm-hmm. you know the white house released a statement back in may of 2018 for this proposal and obviously it, it did go through I think that as we go, you know, further into 2020 mm-hmm. and as we we see, you know, there's lots of changes in the uh, abortion world right now. There's lots of new laws that are being proposed and there's pending hearings. Yeah, it seems on... there's been more activity in the last year or two than there had been in the previous 20 almost. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that we're going to see that more and more. I think this is probably going to be a huge uh, debatable topic mm-hmm. more so than in the past. As the elections get closer and closer, I think that we are really going to go from, you know, the people who are kind of in the closet about where they stand on abortion to they're going to come out and and have a voice. I hear the statement over and over again. I'm really not pro-abortion. I just want the women who have been raped or victimized to be able to have an option to mm-hmm. not have to carry the pregnancy. Again, when we say that, we are desensitizing ourselves to what right. we're really talking about. Yeah. I think it's important to to recognize and understand, again, we're talking about babies. Human lives. We're not talking about even eagles' eggs. Mm-hmm. So we have the wherewithal and the compassion and the drive and the stamina and the resources to protect these unborn eagles. But our own children, we don't. As a society, what does that say? As a nation, what are we doing to future generations? And I think that the more people become educated and the more they really understand what Title 10 means and what it offers and what the goal of it is. President Trump's rule is a good rule. In my opinion, it's just enforcing the obvious. Right. Abortion is not family planning. The fact that our president had to go and line by line stipulate that. It's heartbreaking that it got to that point. Yes, this is where we are. And so... Being that this is where we are, mm-hmm. I think my biggest hope and, and my biggest wish out of this podcast is that people will, will take what we've said here and start doing their own research mm-hmm. and start educating themselves. And, and find then, out, is this a gag rule? 
Right. Are they being stopped from and saying And educate those yeah. around you. Right. Educate. When, when somebody comes up and says, hey, you know, I'm pro-choice or I'm this or I'm that, talk to them. Ask them why. Ask them, have they ever talked with somebody who's had an abortion? Have they ever had one themselves? Again, we don't judge mm-hmm. at all. We want to prevent them from happening now. We can't do anything about the past. No. But we can do something now. And that's that's what our goal is and always has been. Going from here, I really hope that we can make a difference. And every person that becomes more educated is one more person less likely to have an abortion and one more baby to have a life. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. Or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and start it on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me, Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.